Alright, it is Thursday, and guess what? We are day late, but we gotta get this in. NFL Week 2 predictions, um, how this format is going to break down. We're going to talk about a little bit of Week 1, some observations that kind of lead us into Week 2. We're going to give you some predictions on some games and some guys that might do well on fantasy teams or whatever the case may be, and just kind of an overall view of what we're what we're looking at and see if we can get the picture uh, put together as far as that's concerned. Um, I'm your host, I'm Vince, and you can find me on X at FrontrunnerPC and my guy Nico, who just got back to Canada uh, today. He is at Nico FRPC. He's enjoying his uh, honeymoon situation, so... Shouts out to him. All right. So what do we learn about week one? We learned if two is healthy, that offense is awesome. Uh, we also learned that the Chargers are going to run the football. Shouts out to Kellen Moore. We like it. Um, Trevor Lawrence looks awesome. He looks great. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a better... It looks like he has more command of it, basically. And uh, the other thing that we want to talk about is, are we we at the point where has Kansas City become too negligent at the wide receiver position? You know, and just depending on the greatness of Patrick Mahomes to the point of the detriment of the offense. That was abysmal display but now they have you know what was it gonna end up getting like you know 10 days off so they can get it all fixed so I mean you never you're not counting out Mahomes mind you I did predict the Chargers to win this division but I'll never count out Patrick Mahomes you know I mean it might sound contradictory because I'm saying like okay you're gonna finish second but you're in the playoffs it's still Patrick Mahomes we have no idea what he's gonna look like at the end of the year um but I will say this either a you got to go out and get a veteran wide receiver that looks like a number one to kind of complement what you have with Travis Kelsey because here's the other thing as much as Travis Kelsey has been a machine and been non-injured and whatever. Now he's 34. The hits pile up. No one no one outruns or outlasts Father Time. It's just not gonna happen. Uh Brady, whoever, whoever you think, whoever your guy, you know, who your guy is, it's it's just never gonna happen. So at this point, what you need to do is just um, you got to start augmenting the offense. You got to start putting yourself in a better situation. And unfortunately, Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony and, and some of the other guys have not stepped up. Um, not saying that it's all over for them, but you know, you would have liked to have seen, you know, at least some sort of spark where it's kind of going like, okay. All right, this, you know, this works. And we're going to be able to take this and move along and build on it, right? 
And unfortunately, Kadarius Tony couldn't hold on to the football. It was it was very bad. And um, we got to a point where it got real ugly, and you know, Detroit stayed in that game and uh, ultimately won it. And we're not going to pile on the Giants or just the New York area. Obviously, there was just a lot that went on this weekend. Um, Dallas defense looked great. They looked very dominant. Uh, we could have been wrong about our predictions on, on Dallas. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it all goes. But I'm real high on their defense. Their defense is, is nice. And, oh, by the way, Tony Pollard coming off the knee injury, everything like that, maybe there was a concern. No need to panic, fantasy owners. He definitely did his thing. Also, Brees Hall for the Jets looked really good. Um, Big runs and, and whatever in the game. So two guys who are coming off injury, and sometimes in fantasy leagues, you're kind of like, okay, I want these guys. I think maybe by week three, four, they'll definitely loosen up, and, you know, we'll get the best of them from this point, but we're going to bite the bullet, you know, first couple weeks. Well, Tony Pollard and Brees Hall said, no, we, we we don't subscribe to that theory. We're just going to be good right off the bat. So, fantasy owners, you can start playing us now. It's no problem. And um, that's exactly what happened. So, you know, shouts out to the running backs. Shouts out to the running backs who had a hard time in the offseason, right? Had a hard time getting the money, getting the back. But uh, now we're in a position where uh, they can show their wares, and they showed out during week one. Um, I'm not a panic guy. I'm not a guy who says, okay, let's sound the alarm and da da da. It's week one. So for all the teams who did look bad, pump the brakes. We've seen it happen. We've seen, um, it was so funny. I remember the Patriots. I think they got blown out by Kansas City. Uh, I think this is in the, like the mid, uh, teens or whatever. And, um, you know, I think it was a month, uh, either a Sunday night or Monday night, and basically the papers and talk radio. Oh, is this the end of the dynasty? Blah blah blah. All this other. And I think after that game, the Patriots didn't lose another game. They went like to the you know Super Bowl. So, I mean, when you're <laughs> there's such an overreaction in, in one game, so. For me, personally, let's give a lot of these teams, like, a little more room to breathe. Um, you know, I you know, I think even though training camp is supposedly to tell you who your team is going to be, um, maybe I've been around the Patriots too long where I see they tinker with their team until, like, week four of the season. And maybe other teams are starting to look at it that way. Maybe this whole thing is kind of like a mold of clay and then you're kind of just kind of molding it shaping it and you know some things to give you a hint or a note that tells you this is kind of where you need to lead this team to where it that's where the identity is but usually 
you get a pretty good estimation of who you are by week four. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried about Pittsburgh. I'm not going to worry about or worry or think how good San Francisco is or any of this. Kansas City can definitely make the playoffs. Some of these other teams who have bad weeks can definitely make the playoffs. You can't just shut it down. You know, did some teams show us a little bit better or did other teams kind of give us a little cause for pause? You know, uh, I hate to throw it out there like this, but did did we learn something about the Seahawks? You know, I mean, I was pumping them up. I thought they were second in the NFC West. But are we are we thinking maybe that the Geno Smith deal was uh, fool's gold? And I'm and it's a question. It's not like we're this is where we're going with it. Just asking a question. Personally, I want to give it some more time. I want to say, okay, okay, this this was didn't look great. By the way, my dreams of the Rams uh, being four and thirteen—that's uh, not going to happen. Matthew Stafford looked really crisp in the game, and he looks like he's moving. And I know this is going to sound be sound sacrilege because it sounds like real big, you know, Ram fan. Let's you know put the uh, blue and gold uh, glasses on or whatever. But he looked like he was moving around like when he was twenty nine, a little bit, you know, where it's like, oh, I can escape a little bit, and then set up, and then relaunch. And the benefactor of that was Puka Nakua out of BYU, fifth-round pick. Cougar Cup goes on the shelf, hamstring injury. Now Puka Nakua steps up right into the uh, Cougar Cup role, and we just keep it moving. So that's where we are. That was kind of like what week one was. Let's kind of get into week two. We're going to get into some of these games and and try to figure out what we're looking at um, with the odds and whatever the case may be. And we're going to start with tonight's game because I think it's kind of intriguing personally. You got the Minnesota Vikings playing the Philadelphia Eagles in a Thursday night shootout, right? And I'm actually really interested in this game for a lot of reasons. One, um, I we're going into the season, and I was thinking, well, the Vikings and going, I don't know if they're going to be really, really good or not. You know, I think I said a lot about the uh, 11-0 and, and one-score games and how can you really kind of say that that is going to be the same exact situation and some people are saying, well, maybe they're not going to even be in some of these games now, you know, because they're, you know, you got the offense is so good. Addition, Jordan Addison, you're going to have uh, Hawkinson the whole year. Um, you're not going to have to worry about the running back situation. It's one, you know, one guy and um, all these things, right? And the defense, I, all I heard was, the defense couldn't be worse than it was last year. 
Well, if it's right around the same as it was last year, then, you know, count me out. I'm, I'm done with that. I can't. No, it's terrible. Now, mind you, the defense wasn't the culprit, whatever the case may be, a little bit was, but, um, you know, they had some injuries, some things fall apart a little bit, and, you know, they took it on the chin. Um, I am really concerned about what we're looking at long-term with Minnesota because Jefferson doesn't have a contract. Not saying that he's going to pout anything like that, but at some point, you know, he's shown enough on tape where, you know, if there's a hamstring to be had, you know, I could shut it down. Not saying he would, but it could happen. And now you're in a situation where um, you're going into where this is the odds-on favorite to get to the Super Bowl out of the NFC. And yeah, they had a couple injuries as well, but if there was a team that was built for the injury, it is the Philadelphia Eagles. So keep that in mind as well. Um, let's see, what else do we need to talk about with this game? Okay, let's get into the point spreads, everything like that, because this is what you get down for. This is what I get down for. Let's get into it. Okay, so we got the over-under at 49. Um, I think those teams could go over that a little bit. Uh, I think basically both teams will have something to prove over last week. Um, there are some key injuries on both sides of the defense as far as that's concerned. So you can definitely see where, you know, if you got, you know, next man up mentality, you know, is the next man up, you know, at the same quality as the guy who went out? Probably not. Got to disguise some things, but in disguising things, are you opening yourself up to more, uh, risk? Because both teams have home run guys you know, in different areas of the field. So you are at the mercy of these offenses, and I think that 49 go over. And now it's a six-point spread. Now, I am down on Minnesota, <laughs> but I don't know if I'm down to the point where it's a six-point spread. I'm, I'm ready to take uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, um... And the only reason I say that is that Kirk can get a garbage touchdown towards the end, and you know, a, you know, eleven point game turns into a, you know a four point game, whatever the case may be. It's not a real big deal, but um, that's kind of what I would see in something like that. I think Philadelphia wins. I think maybe the. Vikings cover, we get to a 34-30 type game, um, maybe even 28-33, something like that as well. That's something I could see that comes out of this game. Uh, now, <laughs> let's 
let's get into teams looking at going in the kind of like different directions. This is a 10 o'clock game. Um, Kansas City goes into Duval County. You know what I'm saying? Duval County. So Jacksonville and Kansas City will be the 10 a.m. tilt. And you're looking at a spread of three and a half. Chiefs are favored. Jacksonville at home. Over under is uh, 51. I'm like, ooh, we might have to look at that. So now it's can and well, here's the thing. Travis Kelsey going to play? You know? Because that's the question. Is Kelsey going to play? Uh, my man owes like $100,000 in bad taxes. We don't need to get into all that. But I would, uh, I'd be interested to, uh, to know if they feel if he's going to play or not. You know, if not, they're going to have to grin and bear this one too. Because somehow, some way, offense is going to have to manufacture itself. And I just can't see Andy Reid after, you know, 10 days off and saying, we're going to only put up 20 points. Now, again, I'm not one for the wide receivers here. I don't like the mix that they have. I'm I'm really skeptical, what have you, but I do believe in Andy Reid and the magic of Patrick Mahomes. And I think that uh, for a week, he can make anybody look great. You know, so it still comes down to You know, we still got Patrick Mahomes on the on the field. So that over under might be something to really look at when it comes to these two teams. Now Jacksonville, I don't know if they kinda looked at Indianapolis and kinda took their foot off the off the gas or, or whatever it was, but that was a weird game. Now this might be the situation with playing Indianapolis every single week because you have a quarterback who is obviously a dynamic runner, uh, learning how to uh, really manage the game as, as a thrower. And uh, you're going to see some, you're just going to see some real odd stuff. You just gonna see it. And, and I, I I wonder if they just they played so passive and they kind of were a little sleepwalking in that game. That and it, it, mind you, they scored thirty one points. Now they got a couple. They got a gift, you know, touchdown, whatever case may be, because you know ball was turned over deep in the um, you know opportunity to score. But you know, it wasn't again. This wasn't the offense, you know. Wasn't what they were looking for, and even in then, we saw some. We saw some things. We saw that Trevor Lawrence really likes Calvin Ridley, and they seem to have formed some sort of chemistry. 
and he's getting a lion's share of the target. So if you have him in fantasy, you don't need to rest him. He looked good. Looks like a chance of rain in this game, so that could keep the the points rate the uh, over under down a little bit. But I don't know. Could this be the start for the Kansas City Chiefs where they start zero two? Three and a half. They're favored by three and a half. Man, that's a that's a. I mean, you're you're throwing a lot of faith into. Mm-hmm. But they are Super defending Super Bowl champions. How you feel about them is how you feel about them. Let's be bold, you know. We we got the Jags coming out of the uh, AFC South, so let's take the Jags. I don't know if they win, but three and a half. I think they could cover. I think this is like a one point game, and it might be something like. Uh, 28, 27, something like that. Um, who knows? But I think this is a kind of a get-back game for these two offenses because I think they left a lot of meat on the bone come week one. So I could see two teams really wanting to get after it after uh, the uh, the performance that they showed in the week before. And let's go on to the next one. What we got? All right. Uh, uh, uh. Well, another game to worry about is Seattle at Detroit. Okay, so Seattle had a tough week. Played the Rams, and the Rams spanked them. 30-13. Stafford looked great. Geno did not. Um... It was a weird game the whole way through. It just looked like I I didn't think the Rams were going to be at any point look this good. And especially against good teams, I just did not. I didn't anticipate what the Rams could even be this year. So that's bad on me, you know. Credit to the young guys. Sometimes they just want it more, right? But Seattle... Are they now, could there just be a situation at quarterback? I don't know. The line is five, and Detroit is favored by it. And I just wonder what we're looking at at this point. Have we just lost complete and utter faith in Seattle? This is it. Like, that was the performance, and that was that. Because I will tell you, I thought the Rams were going to be really, really bad this year. I I didn't think they could even get close to six wins. So was that an aberration, what we saw? And now we'll see the Rams go back to what I think they will be for the rest of the year. And Seattle was this bad? Or was that, you know, whatever. It's all in what you think of the team. And... This might be just the tough stretch for Seattle, and maybe they end up losing in whatever case may be. Um, If they can get pressure on Goff, Goff is not somebody who likes to be uncomfortable. I think that they can keep this close. 
I think they'll be motivated to keep this close after what happened last week as well. So you should be a highly, you should get a, a very attentive to detailed team going into week two. But the Detroit offense, which didn't hit on all cylinders in week one, you did see signs. And Jameer Gibbs looks good. Amon Ross St. Brown looks great. And it looked like they they feel really comfortable in their offense. They feel like they have an identity. So, I mean, this could be a situation where the Seattle you know, Seahawks can go 0-2, but maybe they come out, I don't know, nobody likes moral victories or anything like that, but who knows. I will have to tell you that where I think Detroit wins this game, five is a bit much. I, I, won't, I won't go there. Um, yeah, this looks like there could be some shenanigans with the, the over-under. Because this, this screams to me like a 28-24 game, something like that. But the over-under is 47 and a half. So that's screaming like somebody knows something about something. You know, it's, it's one of those you kind of go, hmm, I wonder why this is the way it is. Unless you think Geno is just absolute garbage. And I just, it that's hard for me to just turn right back around and think that, oh, we, we thought we saw something in Geno. Apparently we didn't. I'll give them one more week to see what the situation's like, and then we go from there. Yeah, what, 28-24 kind of sounds right to me. But I think they go a little bit over that uh, over-under. Um, and then, let's see. <laughs> Ooh, let's see. Oh, let's talk about the Browns and Steelers Monday night, right? Let's do it. Okay, so Nico's going to hate this because it's the Browns and Steelers, and I picked the Browns to win that division. I know he's super upset about that um, because he's, how dare you do that, right? I get it. I understand, buddy, but it's all good. And here's the thing. I used to have a saying back in a in, in, on another podcast on another podcast a lifetime ago. When the two teams are very very similar, who has a better quarterback? Hate to say it, Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback. I know there's a lot of love for Kenny Pickett. And I'm not saying what happened to him in that San Francisco game was uh, indicative of what he's going to be. But he was up against Brock Brock Purdy, who was in the same drive, same situation, same whole, whole deal. Whole deal. He came up flat. Now their defense, San Francisco's defense, is is I don't even know what to say about it. It's great. It's great. They gonna put the clamps on a lot of folks. But I will say, 
Cleveland going into Pittsburgh would have worried me a couple years ago. It doesn't worry me as much this year. Now, Cleveland is favored by two. And we know money probably changed hands to get that to, to, to change over, right? So, I like Cleveland in this game. Give me Cleveland. Give me, I'm, I'm going, I'm going with the, uh, I think that Pittsburgh writes the ship. You know, I don't, you know, I still think I'm a, I'm a big non-panic guy type situation. I think Tomlin always gets that team back to even kill and gets them on a run. But, you know, some early season struggles happen again. Maybe they learn a lesson or two and, you know, load up on weapons on whatever side of the ball they, they feel they need to do. So, and then, you know, maybe they come back into next year and, and whatever case may be. But this is Cleveland's year. I think they could just go ahead, go into, go into, um, what is it? Acura Stadium, Acura Stadium and or Hinesfield, because that's what I like to call it. Um, and win that game. And I would think that it would be low scoring affair, 20 to 17, something like that. Um, not a lot of points being scored here. And, uh, yeah, I got them going under. So I'm a big Miles Garrett dude. So can't wait to see it. Can't wait to get on it. And uh, we're going to leave you with a couple things. Um, one. I want to talk a little bit about college football and I want to shout out Colorado and, and Dion and what they're doing out in Boulder. I mean, by the way, <laughs> memo to other teams that are playing Colorado, don't have your AD or your coach or whomever get out there and like discredit that team because Dion is listening. Coach Prime is listening. And he is he wants this. He wants you to engage with him. This was all part of Prime's deal when he was in, in the league. Not saying he was, you know, nothing dirty. But Prime thought he was great. And he was gonna let you know about it. You know what I'm saying? So that's where we are. And I just wanna I just wanna see it. I just wanna see it. Just don't don't do anything. Don't, you know, don't pull on Superman's cape. Don't do it. Just leave him alone, man. Leave him alone. Cause you might end up getting embarrassed. So Colorado State was out there talking mess. Their coach was talking mess. So, you know, we'll see. It'd be very interesting to see how Deion Sanders responds to the Colorado State coach as far as that's concerned. Because inevitably, one of these teams is going to shut is going to shut up Colorado. You know, one of these teams is going to do that. You know, I'm not sitting here and saying, oh, well, Colorado, they're going to go 12-0. No, 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 no. Like playing the 
<sighs> the last year of the Pac-12. I can't believe I'm saying it. Cannot believe I'm saying it, man. But here we are. So, all right, that's going to do it. Thanks for being patient with us. Uh, back injury, all kinds of stuff going on, man. But we're going to get this pot up right before the game. But enjoy Minnesota and Philadelphia. Um, fantasy dudes for sure, right? I love this matchup for the Devontae Smiths of the world, A.J. Browns of the world. Which running back is going to get it done in the Eagles situation? You know, that could be a tenuous thing in your fantasy league. Which one of the running backs is going to get the get the carries? You know, on the other side, you got Justin Jefferson. You know, can Hawkinson get himself into that that top tier of of uh, of tight ends? You know, is Jordan Addison really the truth on the opposite side of Justin Jefferson? You got all that, and then you got the court. You know, and then you got the quarterbacks. You know, who's gonna who's gonna be nice? Who's gonna light it up? Who's gonna do it right? And then, kind of in the in the uh, Cleveland Pittsburgh thing, you kind of have a little bit of the same thing. You know, George Pickens, Kenny Pickett, Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb. You know, is uh, one of the defense going to go off for you know 20, 20 plus fantasy points? Whatever the case may be, you never know. So. That's a, those are some of the matchups that can help you out in your fantasy leagues and stuff like that. Be brave, you know. Be brave. Make sure you're starting the right guy. I did not start Brandon Ayuk my first week. I still won, um, but I did not feel good about it. So, you know, and I'm not gonna be dude that talks about fantasy all the time. Whatever. I'm just telling you, I made a mistake. It happens. But you know, if you feel like I specifically tried to get this dude on, on my team because I felt good about him and I didn't have the I didn't have the stones to play him in the first game. I won't make that mistake again. So you know if you drafted a guy because you felt good about him don't don't be afraid to put him in. Alright? This is a little tip from your Uncle Vince. Alright, we out of here. Enjoy football. I love y'all uh, hit us up on social at FrontRunnerPC, at NicoFRPC. Remember, get the YouTube channel, Front Runner Podcast Collective. We're going to have clips of this pod and other pods of previous. Make sure that you're subscribing to the channel on, uh, on the podcast side, audio side only, or on YouTube. Subscribe to both. Like both. We like the likes. We like the subscriptions. And tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell a coworker. You know what I'm saying? Let's get this going. All right. I'm out of here.